Well, I want to thank you for being here this morning. Like I say, we do have some that's uh, not with us today. I do know of several that's under the weather, and I've talked to them through the week, and they said they doubt if they could make it today. But so y'all keep just keep the church in prayer. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I love the Christmas songs. This is that time of the year when we should all be full of joy for what Christmas means, for what it stands for. And as I was sitting there, I don't know, I just kept noticing the tree here. How many of y'all ever noticed a tree and then thought about what the tree can really mean? Just look at it. You start out just with this tree we got. There's an angel on the top. This, this represents the angel that came to announce the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We see the tree itself. That represents that wooden cross that our Lord and Savior died on for the sins of the world. We see all the lights. That's to remind us that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. We see the gifts underneath the tree. Should remind us of the greatest gift that was ever given. And that was given to us by God the Father, His Son, Jesus Christ. So the tree really has a significance to it if we'll just and a lot of us never think about it. It's a pretty tree, and that's as far as it goes. But it also can have a meaning in your heart. So just think about what I said. And when you look at your tree, if you've got one at home, think about what that tree actually means. And uh, as, y'all, as all of you know, uh, Tommy announced it, but uh, next Sunday will be the church's Christmas dinner. It's going, to be, it's going to be some good food, so everybody is welcome. And uh, like Tommy said, the church will furnish all the meat. We're going to have brisket and sausage and all the trimmings that to go with it. And it'll just be right after church. And uh, so if you possibly can, be here. Bring somebody with you. But anyway, I just wanted to remind you, don't forget about it. Because it's going to be special. And uh, on my message today, I think that uh, it's something that probably all of us kind of need to think about. How many of you have things in your life that you'd like to change? Probably all of us. But I've entitled my message today, Do You Really Want Change? You know, in order for a person to change, they have to want to change. If they think nothing's wrong, hey, they're fine. But it's when you know that you need to change. That things take place, that things need to happen in your life. Well, I got a a, a little message I'm going to bring this morning. It's out of the book of John chapter 5. And it's, uh, this is a man that was going through a real circumstance. He needed change in his life. And we know from reading of the story that this man had been in this condition for 38 years. We don't know if that was his age at the time Jesus shows up or if he was older and something happened to him later in life, it doesn't say. But it says that he has been in this shape and in this condition for 38 years. 
Maybe some of you all been in a condition for quite a while. And you'd like to have some change in your life. This here is about a man who was crippled, lame. He couldn't get around. It, 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 talk, it talks about him laying by the pool of Bethesda. And you know, it's just, I guess as I was thinking about it, and it said, and Jesus showed up and changed his life. That's what will change your life more than anything is when Jesus shows up and you let him in. He can change your life in ways that you need changed. But you have to also realize you need that change. That you want that change. And uh, we're going to see here, and I'm, I'll bring it out to you, but even Jesus asked this man, do you want to be changed. That man, he truly wanted to be changed. And we're going to see what Jesus did, what this man had to do to be changed. When we listen to the voice of God, read the Word of God, the Bible is a book of instructions. It's a book of instructions. They say Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. Think about it. B-I-B-L-E. Basic instructions before leaving earth. There's things in this Bible that we have to know. And we have to believe it and we have to believe it in our heart. It's not believing it in your head. Well, I guess it sounds reasonable. But no, it's believing it in your heart, not doubting what the Word of God is telling us. But knowing in your heart, if God said it, I believe it, it's so. And we accept it as being so. But uh, here in chapter 5, like I said, we're going to see the story of a man who's in a very desperate situation. This man was not only, a, was not, he was unable even to help himself, but furthermore, he didn't have anyone to help him in his situation. Then he said, one day, Jesus showed up. You know, I've often said that when Jesus shows up, something happens. When Jesus shows up, he will take care of situations that need to be taken care of. I've talked to people, used to when we could, we can't go to the hospitals like we could. But during the hospital, I've seen many things happen. And I'd always tell that person, Jesus showed up. I've seen people healed right there in the hospital. I've seen God work. I've seen the things He's done in the hospitals. I have no doubt that what God's Word says, God's Word means. Many things that God says... You know, many people just take them as a, as a suggestion. God says, no, it's a command. It's not just a suggestion, it's a command. That we hear His Word, we believe His Word, we act upon His Word, and when we do this, you're going to see things happen and change in your life. But this man here, he was among a large number of sick and disabled people who would lie next to this pool of Bethesda. Now this was in this pool was in <coughs> excuse me, it was in Jerusalem. And it was said that 
an angel would show up and stir the waters of that pool. And I think the Bible says they troubled the waters, which means stir them up, mix them up, get them to boiling, get, it, get that water to moving. And the first person who got in the pool would be healed. And as I was reading earlier in my office, it said, and the first person to get in the pool would be healed of whatever was wrong with them. Of whatever was wrong with them. You know, Jesus never had a problem of healing anything. Matter of fact, in the Bible it said that Jesus came and he healed them all. He healed them all. And there were some people though that didn't get healed. Well, if some got healed, why didn't others get healed? Jesus said it was because of their faith. Many times when Jesus healed someone, he said, go and let it be according to your faith. You know, the woman with the issue of blood, he told her, your faith has made you whole. The lepers, he told them to go to the priest to show themselves to the priest. And it said, and they were healed as they went. There was one, as he was going, he could see he was healed. He turned around and he came back to Jesus. He wanted to thank Jesus. The others kept going. They didn't, they didn't come back to thank Jesus. Jesus wants us to acknowledge that when we're touched, that we give the praise to God. He said that this man, this, this, this leper that turned and came back, he said that he was made whole. He was made whole. It doesn't talk about the other lepers. It said they were healed. But it doesn't talk about being made whole. As most of you know, a person with leprosy, sometimes they can lose body parts. And different things can happen. This leper that came back to Jesus, he said, Thou has been made whole. If he had lost any body parts, fingers, ears, whatever, they were restored. The others were just healed of leprosy. They still did not have all their body parts if they had lost them. We need to thank Jesus. When he does something in our life, he touches us. He touches a member of our family. We feel His presence in our lives. We need to stop and give Him thanks. Amen. He wants us to give Him thanks. It, you know, it was just like, look what God has done. Can you give Him glory? He healed you. He made you whole. He changed your life. You're not that person that you used to be. You're different. You know, it's just like those poor lepers. They had to have their own colonies and things. They couldn't even mix with other people. They couldn't even mix with their own family. They were separated. But when Jesus touched them and made them whole, 
and they were cleansed, their whole lives were changed. They became totally new. This is what happened to this man right here. His whole life is going to change. But for his life to change, he's going to have to be obedient to what Jesus tells him to do. And some of these things that Jesus told him to do looked impossible. He never he hadn't been able to do these things in 38 years. He couldn't do them. But yet some of the things he couldn't do, Jesus told him to do them. Now this is going to take faith. This is going to take faith. You know, it's a, it's you know, and, and here in John five six, it's pretty interesting. When Jesus, it said Jesus saw him laying there, and knew that he had been in that condition for a long time. Like I said, he'd been in for thirty eight years. And Jesus said something to him. I told you what it was a while ago. He looked at him and said, "Will thou be made whole, or will thou be healed? Do you want this?" Do you want me to do this? He said, Jesus saw him lying there. Do you realize how many people were laying around that pool? That place was filled with disabled, with sick people trying to get into that water, trying to be healed. But he said, Jesus saw him. What made Jesus see him and choose him over the others? It's no telling how much this man had prayed, asked for his healing. He had called upon the name of the Lord, asking for healing. But when Jesus walked in there, it said Jesus saw him. And there was many, many in there. But not only did Jesus just see this man, like I said, it, he knew that he had been in this condition for a long period of time. He knew that he had been lame, he had been disabled, he had been paralyzed all this time. And you would think about the question Jesus asked him. Do you want to be made well? Do you want me to heal you? And that really kind of seems like a strange question to ask somebody. But do you know how many people are satisfied with the condition they're in? Even though this man was paralyzed. Even though this man was paralyzed. People were around him. He, it, 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 it talked about that the people around him, I guess they helped each other what little they could, but so many of them were unable to help. But sometimes we get in a, in a condition, we say, there's no use, I can't be changed, nothing's going to happen, I'll just, I'll, I'll just, we just get used to the condition we're in. But you don't have to get used to the condition you're in. Because it can be changed if you want it to be changed. You know, but, there, but like I said, there are some people out there that do not want change in their lives. They are just, they're comfortable right where they are and the way they are. 
they don't want to be changed. They don't want to be changed. Jesus was really asking this man, do you want change in your life? Do you want change in your life? Do you want change to come to you? Or are you okay with the way you are? And we see in John chapter 5, verse 7, how the man answers Jesus. He looks up at Jesus and he says, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled or when the water is stirred up to put me into the pool. And while I am coming to get into the pool, another steps in ahead of me. This man was truly wanting change in his life. But Jesus wanted to hear him say, I want to be changed. Do y'all realize that Jesus is not going to force anything upon you that you don't want? He's not going to make you change. If you're satisfied with the way you are, He is not going to make you change. He wants to change you though for the very best. He wants you to have the best. He wants you to be changed to be the best you can be to serve God and to do the works of God. And uh, but he said, when I try to get into the pool, I have nobody to help me into the pool, and somebody always gets in there before I can. And uh, so actually this man was saying, yes, I want to be changed from the way that I am. I want change in my life, but I have no one to help me. Now Jesus then tells this man to do three things. To do three things. Now this man is going to have to be obedient to what Christ tells him to do if he truly wants change and he wants uh, his healing. First thing that Jesus tells him to do is something, like I said a while ago, that seems totally impossible to him. Jesus asked this man to do something that he has not been able to do in 38 years. You know, I think that man says, wait a minute, you're asking me. If I could do this, I wouldn't need healing. I would be healed. But that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said unto him, listen to what Jesus tells him to do. He tells him to rise up in John 5, 8, up here, but he tells, he tells him to rise up and walk. This man has not been able to walk. He's not been able to, to move. He was paralyzed. He hadn't been able to do any of these things that Jesus is asking him to do. So this man is going to have to have faith. He's going to have to use that faith. And Jesus is going to need to see that faith. You know, and two, I've got to admit, all of this that Jesus asked him to do, to do would be impossible if it was not for God. God is going to touch this man. When he is obedient to what Christ tells him to do, God is touching this man, allowing him to do what Jesus tells him to do. Nothing is impossible for God. We've got to realize this. That when God tells us to do something, well, I can't do that. God, yes, you can. If I tell it to happen, it's going to happen. 
we have to realize how powerful, how strong, how mighty God is. We're not just talking to another human being out here. We're not talking to a doctor at a hospital. We're talking to God, the creator of everything. How did he create it? He spoke it into existence. That's all God has to do. He speak the word and it happens. Matter of fact, as we start out in the Bible and we look in Genesis, and he spoke and created the world. He spoke it into works, into happening. Probably some of you, including myself, have tried to bring out some personal changes in my life. But do you know something? The changes that took place in my life is what God did. And God wants to change your life if you will let Him. I've been healed of things. I've been changed of things. I've been changed of a former lifestyle that I used to have and live in. But when God asked me or told me or called me to this church or to, or to serve Him, that's when my whole life changed when I said, God, yes. Whatever you say. You know, that's kind of like Mary. Do you know when she became with child? You know, do you know when she became pregnant? Do you know when she became uh, pregnant with a child, with Jesus? When she looked up at the angel and said, so let it be according to what you have said. Read that. And the moment she said yes to God, she became pregnant with God's child. She said, yes, God. So be it according to what you have asked and what you have said. I will do it. Sometimes that's what we have to do. Yes, God, I'll do it. According to what you have said, I will do. You know, God can do for us what we have not been able to do for ourselves. We have to know this. That what God can do in our lives is something that we have not been able to do because if we could have, a lot of times we'd already done it. But we have to put our faith and our trust in God. That He is going to change. God doesn't want us to stay in this life that we're in. He wants us to be His child. To serve Him. To walk with Him. To believe Him. And to do what He asks us to do. But you know, we have to be just like this man. We have to be willing to take a step of faith. We have to be willing to step out and do what this crippled man was fixing to have to do. Then Jesus tells him to do something that's going to remove all the possibilities of him going back into the condition he was in. Jesus doesn't just ask this man to pick up his bed. He said, he tells this man 
He commands this man to pick up his bed and walk. Wait a minute, pick up his bed. We have to realize this man's bed was a rolled up mat. It wasn't a king size bed like Silas have in our house. It was a rolled up mat that you could put under your arm and carry. And carry. He carried that mat with him all constantly when he went to the, to the pool of Bethesda. That's what he laid on, trying to get into that pool. That was his bed. He said, pick up your bed and walk. You know, Jesus didn't tell this man just to leave his bed there and just, well, just try walking a little bit. But if that, and if that doesn't work, then you can come back to your bed. That's not what Jesus told him. That's not what Jesus told him. Now, Jesus told this man, take your bed with you because you're not coming back here anymore. This is your last trip back here. You take your bed with you. He said, this old life that you've been living is over because I am in the process of changing you. Now this man had to go on and be obedient to what God said if he wanted his life changed. God was willing, able, and ready to change this man. He is able, willing, and ready to change each one of us if we say yes. How many of us have heard from God and God wants to change? Oh God, I'm fine. Everything's okay. Don't worry about it. And we need a touch from God. Maybe we need a healing. Maybe we need a new life. A new walk with God. You know, God tells in His Word that He'd much rather have obedience than sacrifice. There had to be sacrifice so God could forgive sins. If we was obedient to God, we wouldn't sin. There wouldn't be no need for sacrifice. But God said, I'd rather have your obedience than the sacrifices. <clears throat> no, Jesus just didn't tell this man, get up, See if you can take a couple steps. He told him to walk. He said, just don't... See if you can take a couple steps. You walk. Jesus was commanding this. Jesus was saying, don't expect to be carried around anymore. Get on your feet and walk. You know, Jesus was pretty blunt in some of the things he said. Because he wanted us to understand what he was saying. Now, well, I just wonder if, if that's what Jesus really meant. Read some of the things that Jesus says and you're going to know by a fact that is what Jesus meant. He didn't hum-haw around. He told you like it was. The way of You know, it's important that, that, that we listen to Jesus because there are people who have said, now listen to this. I've talked to some of these people. I've, I've, I've had them ask me questions on this. You'd be surprised at the number of people that I run into when I'm out doing something. And fierce, a lot of them, I did not even know they knew that I was a pastor. I had one, and I, I, I kind of made a note of it here. But he, and he, it's because he told me, I asked him, because I'd talked to him, and he started going, this is before I came to this church, but 
He said, well, I tried following Jesus. I tried it, but it just didn't work out for me. It just didn't work for me. I guess I'm just not the religious type. That was what his, his words were. I guess I'm just not the religious type. I looked at him, and I said to him, Did you follow through on your commitment to Christ? Did you do what you were supposed to do? Did you walk with Christ? Or did you just try to keep doing the things you had always done? He just kind of dropped his head. So, like I said, it just didn't work out for me. He didn't want to change. He wanted to stay where he was at. He liked living in the world. He liked living in the sin. He didn't want to change. So him trying to follow Christ wasn't going to work if he didn't really want to do it. And Jesus wasn't going to sit there and twist his arm, throw him on the ground or nothing else to make him follow him. That's a choice that we have. He, God gives us a choice. He doesn't force us to do anything. We make our own choices. We are responsible for we live for what we do. We're responsible. It's our choice. God's not forcing, forcing choice upon us. And a lot of people, well, I don't know why God did that. You ever heard people say, I don't know why God did that? Most of the stuff, it's stuff we did. That we... There are consequences to disobeying God. There's consequences. Look over there in Deuteronomy chapter 28. It gives a list of the blessings that God puts on us. Then right next is the list of curses. God says, this day, choose life. Choose the blessings. We've got a choice. We can choose God's blessings or we can take the curses. If we choose the blessings, that's our also being obedient to God, following God, walking with God, and doing what God has asked us to do. If you want God's blessings, walk with God. Do what God has asked you to do. Well, I know He asked me to do that, but I really don't want to. I think I'd rather do this. There's going to be consequences. And you're going to say, well, I don't understand it. I don't know why this is happening to me. Sometimes God lets things happen to us to show us we need to listen to Him. But we need to listen to Him. We need to follow Him. We need to be obedient to Him. You know, Christianity is not something that you try on for size. You ever thought about that? It's not something you just, well, I think I'll just try... Christianity, no. If you're going to be a Christian, you better make up your mind that you're going to believe God, you're going to follow God, and you're going to do what God says. Many people, well, I go to church. That's great. 
Do you follow what God said? Well, I do some things. Well, going to church and just doing some things doesn't cut it. It doesn't cut it. God says you're to get into my word. You're to study my word. You're to see what I'm telling you. You're to pray. You're to ask. He said, to knock, to ask, and you shall receive. But you better be careful what you're asking for. A lot of times we ask for things that we just, boy, I'd love to have that. I would love for this to be in my life. And I sometimes I think God said, well, all right, let's see if you do. He lets, he lets something come into your life. That's one of the worst things that ever happened to you. Instead of saying, God, let your will be done in my life. Not my own will, not what I want, because God, I really don't know what I want. But I know I need you. I need your word in me. I need to follow you. I need to walk with you. Lord, if I want my life to change, if I want to get out of this old life that I'm living right now, Lord, I've got to walk with you. I've got to be obedient to you. I've got to let your will be done in my life. Even though sometimes I wonder about it. You know, God don't care if you ask why. He may not give you an answer right then, but He don't care if you ask why. If y'all remember, Jesus asked why. What did He say when He was on the cross? My Lord, my Lord, why, why forsaken me? God doesn't mind us asking why. Sometimes He may give you an answer. And other times he may just say, wait and see. Wait and see. But we have to put our trust and our faith in God, believing in Him, that He is going to do the very right thing in our life that we need done. That's where faith comes in. That's where walking with God comes in. Lord, I don't understand everything. But Lord, I trust you. I trust you. No, I don't understand everything. I don't understand everything at all. But if I feel that God is telling me to do something, I'll do it. Can you hear the voice of God? Now, I'm going to tell you right now. A lot of times, it's very, very supple. It's very low. It's very quiet. And sometimes you really have to want to hear it and be attentive to what the Word is saying. Many times what the Word says, you're sitting there and say, Oh Lord, that couldn't be you. Lord, that would, uh, this is not something that I would do. God says, I thought you wanted to change. I thought you wanted to change. If you want to change, you're going to do some things that you hadn't done before. You're going to, have to put faith in God that God knows 
what you he's not going to call you to do something that you can't do he'll be with you he'll put people in your life to help you get through whatever he calls you to do if he's called you to do something he wants that done and he's going to make the way where you see no way God is not going to abandon you he's going to be right there with you walking with you and helping you to accomplish what He has asked you to do. Maybe you've tried to do some things on your own and it hadn't worked out. But now, like this story right here, it's not about us trying on our own. It's us letting God do it. And following His instructions. It's about now, it's about God giving you the strength to do what He's called you to do. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 19.26, With God, all things are possible. All things. Not if not some, not a few. All things are possible. If God's involved, God can do it through you. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Whenever a situation comes up, that's what we need to say to ourselves. Lord, if this, I can do all things through you who gives me the strength. And put your faith and your trust in God. That's what this crippled man had to do. He had to be obedient to God, but he had to put his faith and his trust in God and do what God told him to do. Rise up and walk. He probably thought, I hadn't walked in 38 years. And you expect me just to get up and walk? He got up and walked. He believed God. How many of us believe what God says? How many of us believe what God says? This written word is from God. It's God's inspired word. God inspired the writers of this Bible to write exactly what they were told to write. This wasn't on their own. It said that they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon each writer that wrote the Bible and inspired them what to write. It wasn't from themselves. They wrote what God told them to put in His Bible. God knew what we was going to need. The Bible will answer our questions. You got a problem come up in your life? See what the Bible says about it. God's already told us. If you need change in your life today, the same Jesus that changed this man right here is still changing lives today. He's still doing it today. Is Jesus physically walking this earth? No, He's in heaven right now sitting at the right hand of God interceding for us when we pray. Do you know what you do have? You know what you do have? If you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, you have the very Spirit of God living on the inside of you, which we call the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God living on the inside of you. It says He will instruct us. He will bring to remembrance all things that God has said to us. He'll bring it to our remembrance. 
But, of course, come to your remembrance, you're going to have to know what God said. That's where we get into the Bible. That's where we read our Bible. That's where we study our Bible. We need to know what God is telling us. So when we hear this still, small voice coming on the inside of us, we're ready, willing, and ready to obey what that little, small voice says. That's the way God comes to us. He doesn't have a great big band that starts playing music and this and holy angels flying all around your head. It's a still, small little voice. That's between you and God when He comes to you. Between you and God. We just have to make a point to listen. And a lot of people say, well, how do I know it's God? How do I know that's God? Again, go back to your Bible. If what you heard does not agree with God's Word, get rid of it. Because God will never go against His own Word. He'll never go against His own Word. If what you heard lines up with God's Word in the Bible, you heard from God. Now you're going to have an enemy out there too that tries to impersonate God. They'll tell you things and try to make you think it's God. But he can't quote the exact Word of God. Why? Why? Because God won't allow it. He said, for He is a liar. He cannot tell the truth. So when Satan comes against you and tries to tell you something, he'll lie to you. He cannot tell you the truth of God's Word. He don't want to tell you the truth of God's Word. So if what you hear lines up with what God says, do it. If it doesn't, disregard it and rebuke Satan. <clears throat> if you're here today and you need a change in your life and you want God to do something in your life, you want God to touch you, He's still ready to touch you and change you. All you have to do is ask Him, believe and have faith. See what God can do, what He wants to do, and furthermore, what He will do. I've got people sitting here right now doubting, well, I don't know if God would do that for me. Well, you probably don't have the faith you need. You know, you can ask God, God, help me in my faith. That's what this little boy's father did that where the enemy kept trying to cast him in the fire and throw him in the water and everything else. And Jesus healed the little boy and the, and, and the uh, <coughs> father asked him, why could not your disciples do it? Lack of faith. And then that man turned and he looked at Jesus. He said, Lord Jesus, help me with my faith. Help me with my faith. Touch my life. Lord, feel this hunger I've got going on inside of me to have more of you. How many of us ever asked God to help us to fulfill our lives and to do? Do you have a hunger wanting to serve God? Do you really want to serve God?
I mean, we can all sit here in church all day long. If you don't have the faith, you don't have the hunger, and you're not interested in what God says, I wouldn't pray if I was you. Because He's not going to hear you. God wants us to come to Him in faith simply because we believe Him, we know He's real, we know He loves us, we know that when we do what He asks us to do, we will be blessed. If you're here today, I'm going to ask the band to come up, but if you're here today, we have an altar up here that if you need God to touch your life, if you need to change some things in your life, He's here today. Ask Him. Ask Him in your heart. Ask Him in faith. Ask Him in believing. So I will ask them to, to, to do a song. If you need to come up here or you want to come up here, please do. The altar is open. I'll be down front. If you want me to, I'll pray with you. I'll want you with oil and pray with you. But this is a decision that only you can make. You have to want to do it. You have to want to change. You have to want God to do something in your life and you have to believe. And when this is uh, over right here, we will serve communion. Today is communion. So, I try to do that on the first Sunday of every month. So I'll ask the band to play. If you need to hear from God, please come and talk to Him.